0: This is the Behind the Micah podcast, where we discuss Jesus, community, and everyday life. I'm your host, Micah Steven, and our goal is always to take people from where they are to where they need to be. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome to Behind the Micah podcast. Hope you guys are doing well. It is uh, Tuesday afternoon here in Indiana, and uh, man, I hope you guys are having a had a great weekend, a great start to your week so far. I don't know about you, but yesterday was one of those days where I just uh, I was hitting all the coffee. Like I think I probably had four cups of coffee yesterday morning. I never drink that much coffee uh, in the morning. I always have like one. Yesterday, I had like four. And I don't know if it was because I was trying, like we, we have stocked up on creamers, man. And, and so I got all these different flavors. Um, And then I drank oh, man. this black because this guy, I met a guy here in town who roasts his own beans. And there's some people here in church were like, you got to try his stuff. And so I ran into this guy Um, and he's like, it's the beans are so good that you don't even need creamer. Like it's that good. It's, he's like, and you'll never want to drink like some of that trash coffee ever again. And when I say that, I don't want to be uh I'm not trying to be offensive here and, and offend anybody because uh, you know, I know there's a lot of people that probably listen to this that are Folger drinkers or oh, gross dude, you know, Maxwell House or something like that. Um, not me, man. Like I'm not I can't I can't do Folgers or Maxwell House. You get what you pay for with coffee. Well, there's some people that can drink coffee that like no, like an ashtray. Like like, like gas like
1: gas station coffee. I'll never <laughs> I will never stop at a gas station and get coffee.
0: Never. Funny, funny story I, it, about it, that. For me,
1: it's it's Dunkin', Starbucks, or McDonald's. Okay. Those three.
0: I like I like all three of those. I, I would say probably uh, more Dunkin' and Starbucks. I don't drink a whole lot of McDonald's coffee, but I have. Um, it's a dollar. It's a dollar. It's cheaper. So there you go. Yeah. yeah. A, but you know, uh Duncan's getting ready to come out with this. um They do it every year in March, and it actually is my favorite drink of any of the mainstream places. But um they have this thing called an ice shamrock macchiato. That's gross, dude. It's What's wrong? So with good, you? dude. On, it man. is. I
1: look, look. Have you tried I it? it? I think we're talking about totally separate drinks. So like there's coffee and then there's what you talk about. They're not they're not even they might be cousins. They might be cousins, but but you can't be like I'm drinking coffee when you're drinking some type of ice shamrock with caramel and strawberry uh, fizzle, whatever (laughs) it is that you do. Uh, And and, and that's not coffee. That's that's
0: another thing true but here's the thing i don't think you're understanding because i think what people do is is people equate it with two to two different things when they're drinking you know when they go to places like starbucks or something they're like okay there's either just black or milkshake you know and that's not true like like there are stuff i don't like my drinks necessarily really really sweet like i don't i'm not a big sweet i don't like like the frappuccinos and stuff like that that's what i think a lot of people think if you're drinking anything other than black coffee that it's really sweet and it's all milkshake and no coffee uh no i i think i probably drink cold brews more than anything else which is more coffee than anything yeah but you put you put weird stuff in it. i do i mean but but this but this you're closer to ma- this ice shamrock macchiato is you know what a macchiato is yeah it's half milk half coffee half espresso right?
1: I got, I got you. Like there's some, there's some kick to it. I, you know, that's good. I, I just don't like any of it doctored up. I I just want coffee. I I want good coffee. Now I want, now I'm a, I want good coffee, you know, so you tell your coffee buddy that uh, there's a guy up in Northeast Ohio that loves, uh, is a coffee connoisseur.
0: Yeah. And, uh,
1: I'll see if I, I like can get the, you
0: some beans. Up there.
1: I, I, lo- I love that. I love that.
0: It's Tanzanian is what he gave me. It's so, really good. So
1: my daughter works at a local coffee shop in the area. Uh, yeah. L- a local nice coffee shop. Uh, and they had the, I guess the guy that owns it, got in these special coffee beans that were like, uh, I don't know. I don't know the process could be off on it a little bit, but like, like uh, are filtered through a bat. Like a really? bat eats it and poops it and then i think i've heard something similar to this i think it's a bat and 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 she tried that she it was really good actually yeah i mean like it's a really expensive bean but that's how they uh wrote not i don't know it's it's how they do something with it
0: i think it's a mind thing isn't it like when we think about it because like there's probably a lot of things i've eaten in life that i don't really want to know but but have you ever seen like (laughs) the
1: the fda standards for like cereal and rice and stuff like it can only have like uh cockroaches in it per pound or something like
0: that (laughs) like it's whatever it is it's crazy dude so this is this is this brings me to another discussion like there are things that i just don't want to know about because if i I, knew about them i think i would i would like for instance um i so i don't know how this is in every state but like in the state of tennessee um like for the hotels that you go and sleep in Uh, um, i don't know Yes. Here we go. The hotel, the hotel, uh, policy in the state of Tennessee is, is they only have to wash the comforter once a year. Like oh, the sheets, dude. the sheets, they wash him, wash them all the time. So Look, the, but the comforter don't only ever, once a
1: don't ever take a black light into a hotel. <laughs> I, you're going to be won't. like, I you're going to get in there and say, man, I hope that's blood. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so listen, we went to this past weekend, uh, or actually this past week we went and stayed in french lick which is just down the road from here like uh, my barber's down there and that kind of stuff it's not too far from here so we they got an indoor water park there and french lick is a really cool little town for those of you who uh have never been it's it's pretty cool man like the dome there is massive home of larry bird larry bird country the hick from french lick and uh you know, they they got all kinds of they got all kinds of stuff. They have an indoor water park, which I was gonna I was like, I'm gonna take my kids, like let's go on a Thursday night in you know uh February because nobody's there and um not until like you know spring break when it'll be packed full of people. But so I was like, we're gonna have this water park, and that, I was right, like there was only like 20 people in the water park, so it was awesome. Like we're we're having a blast and we're staying in this hotel and um I got to be honest, like the hotel was really nice, um, but I got to be honest with you. I thought about that, you know, when we walk in the room and I'm like, I wonder if Indiana has the same rule with the comfort. I bet they're all I bet they're all right. Similar. I bet they're all similar. I've stayed in some pretty sketch hotels before. If I become governor of Ohio,
1: I'm making it mandatory every visit.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Buy a brand new one. No, no.
1: Buy a brand new one. EYOC. Everybody, Bring your everybody own. Everybody
0: listening to this is going to start bringing their own sleeping bag when they go to the hotel. <laughs> yeah, it's horrible, man. Yeah, yo, you know that. I mean, you've probably stayed in some pretty sketch motels or hotels you, before. Uh, you know, I.
1: St- All right, so when I was in India, we're we're on our way back from India, and we have like this, like five, out- like we, we we're not. We had to stop at a hotel because it's like we had to be at the uh, airport at like four in the morning. And so we're staying at this hotel from like nine at night to four in the morning. So not very long. And we get like like usually when they take Americans to India, or something like that, they like we were at like the the five star hotels, marble floors. But this last night we're like in like India's version of uh a pay by the hour hotel. All right. Mm. And I, I, I got out of I took a bath and hand sanitizer
0: when I was done. <laughs> Dude, it was.
1: <laughs> I, I
0: Did you dry, out? bro? Bro,
1: <laughs> not. And I'm not a germaphobe. Yeah, I'm not a germaphobe, and I was heaving. Yeah, it's like have you ever been to a place that smells like India? Like
0: like what well, Indian? I've smelled you know what Indian?
1: Food. Yeah, you know what Indian? Like it, it smelled like curry yeah. and pollution. Terrible,
0: terrible. I've yeah. never been to India, but my wife lived in a, an apartment complex with a lot of people from India, right. and so you could always smell their food. Wonderful people, one yeah. kind, kind, sweet people that were there, mm-hmm.
1: uh, but not—they're not—they're not known for their cleanliness.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm just—we only... went
1: to the ocean. We went to the ocean in India, and you go there, and I watched people taking trash bags and emptying it in the yeah. ocean, like like. You're talking about America and our pollution, dude. Come on, go get, send the EPA over there. They would bug out.
0: Yeah. So tell me about this, right? Let's, let's talk about this for just a second. Like you're right now in the middle of this, like supposedly this gas, this, this train, what happened to the train? Like the train. So,
1: so we are in a, I'm, we're, it's made national, international news. This train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio. And um, yeah, it's. It's crazy. There's this. It, it started. It's been smoking, burning for four days, five days. This and yesterday they did a um, controlled release. And dude, so if you if you're interested, it, it's kind of worth it. Just go like on a Google search, Twitter feed, and search East Palestine, uh, Ohio, or East Palestine, and it'll pull it up. These videos of this uh, explosions. It's been the constant explosions. The town. They're
0: toxic. Toxic. Stuff. So like nobody's there. It's like it's like a hurricane. Yeah,
1: we're we're five the church building where we are sits five and a half miles from ground zero, and they've evacuated the town. Uh, you know, not sure what, you know, when they'll be allowed back in their homes. The groundwater is an issue. Like there's fish floating dead everywhere. Um, the the I was told yesterday after it's closed release, about fifteen miles away in Youngstown whoever monitors pollution numbers usually like it's like we're at like a two or something like really low like it jumped to like 60 something mm. like like where it's dangerous uh so like i'm probably probably breathing in dangerous air so it's, it's it's a really crazy scary situation but this train derailed carrying uh who knows what type of toxic da- gas um and and so a lot of people really really displaced so with we no are, end in sight no, in the, no, no end, no no in sight. We're hoping, you know, that uh, I think there are like ten cars filled with this uh, vinyl chloride and some other gas, but uh-huh.
0: um, not sure what.
1: Yeah, not sure what that's going to be. But it's, it, yeah, it's just been interesting to monitor that. And mm. I I thought about, you know, this train goes right past my house before it gets there. We're about fifteen miles, our house, from. Uh, where the derailment but it went right past our house before it got there and apparently like a wheel was on fire or something but Goodness. i thought man what, what would my family with seven kids do if we were forced to evacuate like they're arrested national guards there they're like arresting people that won't
0: evacuate huh. like it's bad it's bad i ventured to say somebody would somebody would open up their home for you or a place for you I mean, you got you know, enough people that,
1: Oh yeah, they would, they would. But like when we go like, like we're invading you, maybe we, maybe I could drop my kids off at someone's house and then need to stay somewhere else. Stephanie, <laughs> it's, it's like a vacation. Yeah. Well,
0: you know, I mean, you know, I think somebody, yeah, be, say, but Hey, but hey for, we, for real,
1: be praying, be praying for that, for East Palestine. We're, we're praying about ways we can minister to people there.
0: And... It might so. present itself as an opportunity. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, they're,
1: they're, they're, We do have another church right there in East Palestine. Uh, that were, you know, a sister church and praying for them. They're, they're not going to, they have, they didn't, op- they weren't open Sunday. They probably won't be this week.
0: So. Gotcha. What, what do they, they just need, what, what are they, what are they in need of right now? What, what how can, people, I, yeah, I
1: don't know. I don't know what, what the, you know, there, there are people in these shelters that they pulled in these shelters. So probably uh, we're, we're opening up our clothes closet. We've got a nice clothes closet. Uh, I think we're going to, we're going to do some other things for like the, I, I think the kids there, like all these kids in this shelter that are on board, we're going to do something to mm.
0: uh,
1: help them. It's just, uh, I, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm guessing that Norfolk and Southern, the, the train station, they're, they're paying out the ears. They're going <laughs> to, that's going to be a costly mm. uh, derailment for them. That's crazy. Well, it's crazy. No. Yeah, that right. yeah, that's just crazy. So, you never that's know. Not. I mean nobody yeah. nobody nobody hurt that we know you know from the derailment. Uh the the dangers the toxic gas. Like this thing looked like a mushroom cloud when it, it controlled blow. You had to you had to Google. You had to Google uh that uh controlled release. If you can see the video of the explosion, it's crazy.
0: Did you hear it like where you were at? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah you could feel it. Uh and and see it. I can see it from where I am.
0: Well, I mean, not to compare my situation with that, but, you know, I live like 10 minutes you're, from, you're from controlled, a naval
1: base. Your controlled release of, of your gas?
0: Nah, not no. Well, yeah. But, you know, <laughs> no, we live like 10 minutes from a naval base. And so there'll be days when I'm just sitting in my, which is weird because, right, we're in Indiana. You wouldn't think naval base, but uh, they blow a lot of stuff up over there. So I'll be sitting in my office and things will just start vibrating. Um. And that's because those guys are over there blowing yeah. stuff up. So Yeah, it's like the proving ground. Man. Yeah, kind of like the proving ground. I, mean, I grew up close to the proving ground, too. That's no longer a thing. But, uh, yeah, something similar. So, anywho, well, hey, talking about people who are in need, we uh, today <laughs> come to Chapter 3. And in Chapter 3, um, the message is still the same from Chapter 2. These guys are still trying to uh, get the word out. We've seen uh, 3,000 people. Uh, or so give their life to Jesus through the, uh, the hearing of the, the gospel that mm. preaches in Acts chapter two. And um, we've led up to this point in chapter three and Peter of course is in the middle of chapter three, the same as he was in chapter two. And um, it starts off in chapter three with Peter and John going to the temple at the same time to take part in this prayer service every single day. Um routine right they they get up and and routines are routines a good thing i think i think they are they at least are with seven kids right like in your house do you guys have a lot of the same routines we we try to every day we
1: yeah we 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 try to have have that i i think that's you know you bring that up uh that that practice they had just and, and this is along with what you're saying but the Bible says that about Jesus, right? It was his, a, a couple of things, like it was his custom to pray and it was his custom to be in the synagogue. And 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 so I, I think we ought to have those routines, those habits, those holy habits uh, in, in our own lives, whether that's prayer, you know, we might translate in the temple to uh, the church or, or something like that, or that, we might translate it. our culture that way
0: yeah it's good definitely good to be in a practice i know there's a lot of times where my mind says we need a routine and my actions say otherwise right like we need to get into a routine Mm -hmm. whether it's with our kids whether it's with my study habits whether it's with and and look sometimes things break up those routines you know like you know it seems like sometimes we'll get our kids going uh in this routine and then we'll be on a revival or we'll be on vacation or we'll have to go somewhere and it will mess up our whole routine of everything. And then sometimes you have to restart it, but you could equate that to anything in life, whether that's your daily habits. Um, yeah. You could do it with your, with your walk with the Lord. Um, Peter and John uh, it, were taking part in this prayer service. every. Did you ever think too here?
1: Like this is the,
0: you know, it says it's the ninth hour.
1: That's like what? 3 PM. Three. Yeah. Uh, it, it's the third hour as was the custom for, pr- you know, their prayer time. The third time that they had that, you know, so they would do that like at what, 9 a.m. Noon and then again at this like 3 p.m. Could you imagine having three prescribed hours of prayer time? Like if we're weak somewhere, Micah, me, me, if we're weak in the church collectively, if I'm weak personally, it's in that type of commitment to prayer. I don't pray three hours a day. Right. Right. I, I don't you know, know anyone. that I don't know anyone that prays three hours a day.
0: Well, so so here was what I always struggle with that scripture in the Bible that said, you know, pray without ceasing. Yeah. And I'm like, well, OK, I, I get that we pray without ceasing. But how do we you know, how do we do our job and how do we I mean, I still got kids, mm. to, you know, bath time and I still got supper. Yeah. How do like how do I pray without ceasing? And uh, somebody really uh, much smarter than me pointed this out to me and, and, and said, you know, whenever someone says, Hey, comes up to you and says, Hey, Micah, um, will you pray for me in this situation? A lot of times I'll say, yeah, I'll pray for him. And, and there have been times when I haven't, you know, Hey, yeah, I'll pray for you. Or and like you forget, I, I yeah. said, see, I see somebody stand on the side of the road that absolutely looks like they need prayer right. or, um, you know, or I come in contact with them. And, and he, he said, you know, if you just, if you just use those little, in that moment, doesn't have to be this long prayer. Mm-hmm. Just, Hey God. Can yeah. You, be with this person, whatever. And, and all those situations that you come across throughout your day, when your head hits the pillow at night, you can honestly look back and you go, you know what? I spent the whole day with God yeah. in prayer. Like, yeah, I think, I think that, I think that happens with me. I think that happens with me,
1: especially like I'm laying my head on my pillow. I'm, I, I think there's times where like I'm going in and out of prayer, like I'm praying and then I'm distracted, maybe thinking about something else and I'm back in prayer. Yeah, And, and, and it's sometimes I'm, laying there. I don't even know when I'm praying and when I'm not, but I I think there's something to intentionally setting out to pray. Yeah. Like not that, you know, we don't necessarily talk about going to a place of prayer. Like we'll see in Acts 16. I I just wonder if we've not, we've changed the way we talk about prayer, you know, to where it's this very informal private thing. I wonder if we've missed something though that we've become very flippant in our approach, like that we've lost some of this idea we're coming before a holy God, uh, that we've lost the specialness of it. And I, I agree with you on what Thessalonians says about pray without ceasing. You know, mm. I, I think that's true. I just wonder, like, if if we have the truth, and we have a more full understanding than the Jews even had in the Old Testament. Shouldn't we be more committed to prayer, not less? Like, shouldn't that, like Daniel, you know, like the the you know praying three times a day, you yeah. know, I, I I I I read that, and, and my first thing I, I think is, you know, I I wish we had collective church. Talk. This seems to be a corporate gathering mm. of prayer, yeah. You know, and and I don't think the church corporately prays together. And when the Bible speaks about prayer. I think it's more corporate than it is individual. Even in the model prayer, Lord, teach us to pray, forgive us of our sins, not I and my, it's us and our.
0: Yeah.
1: And, and I just don't know if we meet enough and just pray in our church services. Prayer is uh, almost the thing that we can trim down to get the other stuff in.
0: Yeah. That's what it seems like, doesn't it?
1: I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm not, I'm just, you know speaking of trying to be like the new testament church yeah. and and the other thing that's amazing to me i'm not trying to get hung up one verse but they didn't make this clean cut from the temple right like and and it's odd because jesus is our permanent sacrifice you would think mm-hmm. they'd be like after that after their understanding of what jesus had done for them they'd be like oh that's gross that is you're living in the shadows not mm-hmm. in the light you, Yeah, you know like like We we denounce that we've got Mm -hmm. the full thing, Mm -hmm. but they're not like they're even Paul. You know what gets him arrested for his Roman imprisonment is going to the temple. Yeah, it's really you know that's it's really interesting how connected the early Christians stayed to the temple. I don't think we should. I think there was this. It wasn't like flipping a switch. Mm -hmm. It was like a slow fade uh, out of their Jewish roots. But it is interesting that they. Kept that connection.
0: Well, I think the key word for me when I read that is discipline, and they were disciplined. Yeah. To do that, I mean, they made it a point. And and again, like, yeah, I, I think you're yeah. right. Like they they knew that that God doesn't just live in a building. Um, but but for them, you know, the same way as you know, you don't necessarily have to go to a library to study, but you know, when you go there, I mean, I think they were disciplined to the point where they say, hey, look, you know, we're going to make this thing, and and maybe they were just trying to be respectful or. I yeah. don't know what it was, you know, but but at the same time, they're disciplined to make sure it says, you know that this is what they did. they 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 were they took part in going to the to the temple to pray each day. and I, I'm with you, like i I just wonder, like, with our practices and whatever it is, you know, um, how disciplined we really are mm-hmm. in the things that we you know, we say a lot of things like, hey, I really want to. Um, you know, like with new year's resolutions, I really want to read my Bible like this much, but we're not really disciplined in Like, like people who say, yeah, I'm going to read my Bible like an hour or two a day. Like, that's not realistic. You know, you're not going to, you're probably not going to do that. And part of that is because you're busy. And the other part of it is you're not really that disciplined. Um, you know, so I, I don't know. Uh, we, I know we're getting hung up on this one verse, but it's, it's no, good. Were, it's really cool to, to see that. Yeah. That they were, they were making it a priority. Um each day to be a part of this prayer service. Probably the prayer service looked nothing like, <laughs> like you said, it's probably nothing like what we think of with prayer. One quick note, just side note. Um, There was a guy and, and it's funny. Like I can remember my home church, like how people prayed and um just different people and the things they would say, uh, maybe be maybe careful. They all listen. They like, might all listen to you. No, uh, uh they have, they, a few of them have, have went on to be with God, but, um, One guy who used to get called on in prayer and when I was a kid, his name was Kenny and Kenny's Kenny's passed, So I can drop Kenny's name, but Kenny, uh, Kenny was a great man, a great guy. Uh, he prayed for me. I don't know how many different times, um, as I got older before he passed, but when they would call on him to pray and we'd be standing for prayer in my church as a kid, I hated when they called on Kenny because Kenny's prayers never ended. I'm pretty sure Kenny prayed for like 10 minutes one time. I'm not joking. Yeah. You know how long 10 minutes is. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you're standing there. Like, like if you were to just take like right now and just go, all right, let's sit here for a minute without talking and just look at our, you know, a minute seems like a really long time when you're waiting and you're looking at the clock and the same is true with Kenny. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, he. I think he that's would true. pray for 10 minutes. That was horrible. Anyways. Uh, love. I love Kenny by the way, but, uh, horrible
1: anyways so they're going to the temple
0: peter and john peter's still in the middle of it i mean would you consider peter kind of the leader here i mean i think
1: i think so i think there's no doubt that peter assumed that leadership role um i've heard arguments that you know that uh you know he was one of the younger guys of the group and um I don't know. But definitely one of the leaders, definitely always the the vocal yeah. one in the group. And then we see later in Jerusalem, right, James, Jesus's brother, becoming kind of one of the uh, one of the pillars of the church. Uh, which so is
0: interesting because, you know, he didn't even come to believe yeah. it until after the resurrection, which yeah. goes to show you like, hey, um, God can use anybody. That's right. Regardless of your background.
1: That's awesome. So, yeah, I, we'll, get, we'll get into that now, yeah, later on.
0: Yeah, such good stuff. So anyway, That's so good. they're going to the temple, Peter and John, to take part in this prayer service. And as they get close to the temple, they run into a situation that they're not really, uh, I don't know that not expecting is the right word, but maybe they just were, they were planning on going about this this disciplined prayer service, you know, head to this. and And they run into this guy who uh in acts chapter three verse two says that he was lame from birth Mm -hmm. Um, this dude wasn't like in an accident and and lame
1: doesn't mean boring yes yeah yeah yeah
0: so i love the i love that um (laughs) that was kind of lame actually that Um, was so so this guy he, he he can't walk Right. And he's been that way since he was born. Like, I don't know if it was like a birth defect, something happened. We don't really know his background. All we know is, is that he is he he can't he hasn't been able to walk since he was born and he's being carried in. And each day they put him at this gate. Verse uh, verse two says each day they put him at this gate. They called the gate, this gate beautiful. And uh, he was begging for people at the temple. Um, and, and here's my thing when you, when you think of, do do you ever have like people who, um, show up at your church? I'm sure you do they just show up and are like, Hey, you know, we need, can you give us some money or can you, how how do you guys approach that? Like, how do you, do
1: you, do you so uh, yeah, that's a, I don't know what you do, but if you've ever been involved in benevolence in the church, it's a frustrating thing it seems like a lot of times and I'm not equating this guy to that. There's this guy had a real need, but it seems like sometimes the people that need help don't ask for it. And the people that could do something else have no problem asking for it. Yeah. Right. Or, or, or maybe I think about some guy at a stoplight that's holding out, you know, uh, holding a sign, needing help and struggle, man. Like, is that real? Is this guy, You know, faking, you know, and so that's a hard thing to discern. But like, uh, you remember when Jesus met the lame man at the pool and, you know, he said, do you want to get made well? Do you want to be made well? And evidently, some people that are in the condition they are don't want to be better. Mm. You know, so I don't know if this guy was just content being, you know, a beggar.
0: Well, some people get pretty good. I mean, I've heard you can make some pretty good money doing it. You know, like more than more than more than being a preacher. (laughs) (laughs) Quite possibly. Um, You know, here's the thing: like you've got the
1: when you get the beard long, like when you get that longer than you have it right now, I think
0: you could pull a homeless guy. You could you could transition to the,
1: the the streets pretty easy uh I,
0: well you know uh crystal said i looked homeless the other day because i wore the <laughs> i had i had bibs and I, w- I went to i had to run somewhere i had to run to the store we were out of ice and i and i put on the bibs that i just wore a couple and i put i wore bibs with a uh i wore my um flannel coat over top of it and i had crocs on and she said <laughs> i looked she said i looked homeless uh i said i don't really care i just got to go get ice
1: Did you go down to the dollar store?
0: No, I went to, I went to the JC store and I did, I was like, hopefully I don't run into anybody from church. And I did. And so they, and the whole time they were talking to me, they were just staring at my outfit. Like, uh, yeah,
1: that's a problem that you call an outfit. But uh...
0: (laughs) so anyway, so, so I I think of like when these, when these situations happen with people, like we get people that come here a lot. And by the way, like, I think a lot of people who come here, they think that the preacher has like this magical treasure chest hidden in his office. (laughs) Yeah, they do. And, and, and that's not true. Like I'm, I'm thankful that I serve at a church where, um, I don't deal with any of that. So like when people come and say, Hey, like, do you guys give towards this? We actually have a guy who is POC over all the benevolent stuff. And, um, and I usually, not to give him the runaround, but I usually send them to him and, but, but sometimes people say, well, Hey, I just need some, I just need some money or just a little bit of, you know, whatever. And I, I always kind of struggle with that because, you know, like I want to give to people and then, but I also know like we're called to be good stewards with things. And, and so I don't want to like give and him use it for something. But then I really was like, you know, I thought to myself, I was like, you know, whatever somebody does with the money that we give them, uh, that's between them and God. Like I'm just called to give, I'm just called to be there, but then, you know, I don't want to enable them. So I go back and forth. Like, how am yeah. I, what am I doing? And, and uh, you know, we, we've even had people who come in and say, Hey, you know, can you put us in a hotel for the night? And I'm like, well, yeah, we can put you in a hotel for the night, but here's the thing. Like, what are you going to do the next day after that? Like, what are you going to do tomorrow? I mean, like we, we God, that's that's the problem. Plan.
1: That's the problem I have, like with even people in our church that need help and and it's like, all right, we'll pay you. We'll help pay your your bill this month. But what's what's going to be different next month, and the month after, yeah. and 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 so and and this is, by the way, you know, the the reaction of of of, of these guys here, Peter and John. Uh, it was not like, let's give this guy a couple bucks. Yeah, which 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 would have been like. We we might've read that and applauded, man. They gave that guy 50 bucks, you know, yeah. that's really compassionate, but their, their bigger concern was for his real need, his yeah, greatest it, need.
0: It was deeper. And I love that you point that out because that's what he asks in, in verse three. He's asking for money. Hey. Can you can you guys hook me up with a little bit of cash, right? This is this is what I need. And so, as you say, you know, Peter and John they look at the situation. And they go, you know, I, I'm sure Peter and John could have helped in that. I, I don't know what their financial situation was like, but I'm sure they probably could have helped him in some way financially. Or hey, you know, went back to the rest of the followers of Christ and said, hey guys, let's let's you know we can come up with a little bit of money and help this guy yeah. out. Instead, though, they 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 look at this guy and and they say we don't we don't have any silver or gold. You know, there's none. we we don't have that, but, but what we do have, he says, I, I want you to get up in the name of Jesus and, and walk. Yeah. They tell this guy to get up and walk and which to, you know, can you imagine like the people who are around are like, okay, this dude hasn't walked for, I mean, he's been laying here for, you know, since he was born. Like he, he just begged every, you know, he begged his whole life, get up and walk. That doesn't, I mean, like this guy can't walk you know yeah it's either a cruel joke or or or, you know you can (laughs) you imagine like if if you really couldn't do that like (laughs) like yeah what kind of jerk are you man like this guy (laughs) clearly can't walk you know like he just needs a couple bucks like y'all can't spare a You know, uh, you can't go down to the, to the gas station and get him a, you know, a tornado or whatever those things are, you know, like you can't, you can't help this guy out just a little bit. He just needs a little bit of money. You claim to love Jesus, but you can't, and they said, we don't want to do it because like you just said a second ago, their mindset was on something greater than just paying for tonight's room. You know, they're, they're thinking future. How can we help this guy? You know, because money, money's only going to be a temporary thing. Right, right. You know, they they heal the guy; he can get a job. Mm.
1: You know, and and obviously, their concern even then. You know, I, I'm sure they cared about his physical well being.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, but their concern was for his soul. Right. Ultimately, and and that should be our concern. We're not just trying to meet a physical need. We're trying to meet the needs of the whole person.
0: Yeah. Big picture. Right. Rather, and, than, and, rather than, and, and that's
1: not doing. that doesn't exclude the financial and physical, it doesn't exclude it, but it also includes the spiritual, yeah. And that's and, why you know the whole that's person.
0: ultimate, that's ultimate answer, right? Like, that's what that's what we're shooting for is a life, you know, because we believe that you know a life with Christ and a relationship with Christ will lead you to you know you to want to you know, go out and, and, you know, be a good steward, wanted to go out and and mm-hmm. to, to have yeah. the things that God is. So, so, so they go to this guy and they, and by the way, they still have this power that they're able to help this guy, mm-hmm. which, um, you know, I, it kind of goes with what we talked about the last few weeks with the, with the, with the spirit, uh, upon them, they're able to do these things. We said they were apostles. You you went into the discussion of an apostle versus a disciple and what an apostle meant and what an apostle could do. Peter still has this ability, um, not because Peter's so awesome, but because he has the spirit of the Lord upon him. And as Peter goes over and, and tells this guy to get up, uh, Peter and John, um, he takes the guy by the hand and helps the guy up. You know the guy's able to get up, and and two things are happening here. They're helping this guy physically, and they're also being a witness to those who are around them, who are seeing this. You got to think like there's people around. Like this isn't just like a a scene where it's just Peter John and this guy, right? Like there are people walking. The streets are probably pretty busy. Um, What a what an incredible way to uh be a witness through this mm-hmm. through this healing that that By the, are you gonna done. sing did you learn this the song with this when you were a kid? yeah, I'm not gonna sing it you're not gonna, you gonna do sing the, it? no the the walking, walking and, and leaping. leaping and praising God
1: you're not gonna do it, huh
0: silver and gold have I none? yeah do you talk like that? no, no. <laughs> you just say, hey bro, I don't got any money all right <laughs> <laughs> But next time we I mean. ask, that's what I want you to say to him. Silver and gold <laughs> yeah. have I none. <laughs> that's awesome. That's fantastic. That's a great answer. Yeah. But yeah. Then 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 try then try to help him up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This this is a great thing, right? I mean, this guy, man, this is like instant. Like, hey, we're not going to send you somewhere else and give you the runaround. We're going to help you right now. So here's what we're going to do. We're not going to give you any money. We're going to give you. Uh, we're going to give you your life back so that you can go and make money. And so that you can, you can see, and not just because of that, but also you can see, you know, Peter and John are like, Hey, Jesus has done this for our life. We want that for you too, because Jesus, uh, is worth it all right? He can do whatever he wants to do. And, and so they're, they're, they're accomplishing multiple things here because they're helping this guy, but they're also being a witness to people around who are seeing this guy. Who's like, yep, that's Lonnie laying over there. You know, Lonnie lays there every single day and, you know, Lonnie's never done this. And all of a sudden Lonnie's doing cartwheels. Like this is unbelievable. Why Lonnie? I don't Lonnie. Sorry. If you're Lonnie and you're listening to this, I don't think you're lame. Okay. But, but Lonnie's the first name that came to mind, but you know what I mean? Like, like this is an incredible event that's taking place here. And Peter and John weren't even really looking for it. And here's where I want to go with this. Could it be true of us? Like every single day, there's opportunities for us and people we come in contact with that we're not even looking for.
1: Like we're not even
0: we're not even we're not even necessarily planning on going out and, and, you know, and and sharing Jesus with someone. But could it be that sometimes those opportunities present themselves right in front of us and we don't even realize it? Yeah, I think you're right. Man, that's good.
1: That's good. I, 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 I think if we would, you know, Jesus said, you know, look and see the harvest is plentiful. I think if we would start looking at the ha- harvest that's out there, watching for open doors, it's gonna amaze us how many opportunities we pass up to talk but, about, to love somebody, to talk to minister to somebody, to share the gospel. I think I think we I think you're right on. That's I, that's great thought.
0: Well, so I'll give you a for instance, and uh, I won't uh, drop any names, but we we baptized a guy. Um, a couple weeks ago, uh, they've been coming to our church for about three weeks, their family. And I asked them how they, how they got here, like how they, they had just moved here from another state. And, um, I kind of asked them like, how did you, how did you hear about our church or how did you end up coming here and started coming here? And there's a lady here who is very, very involved in our youth program. She has been for years, like, you know, like, like for me growing up, it was Mildred Noble. You know, Mildred Noble is this lady who's been serving and teaching, even when she was old. She was teaching like Sunday school class when I was a little boy. And the lady here, her name is Miss Anita, and Miss Anita has been doing that. Like people that I are my age that come to this church, they were like, Yeah, Miss Anita taught me. Like she's been she's been here helping little kids and um, you know, even you know, investing in my own children. Um, but she's so great. And she was at the grocery store, right? And she walks. She walks in the grocery store and as she's just looking for stuff and she runs into this family and she says, Hey, I want to invite you to come to our church. Right. And they do. And within like so many weeks, you know, we're seeing people's lives, you know, a life that has changed for Christ, um, that we were able to baptize, you know, this, this kid in the family and all because Miss Anita was willing to invite somebody in the grocery store. Like, Hey man, I'm looking at mustard. Come to my church, <laughs> you yeah, know?
1: I, and I've and, had to, I've had those opportunities when I've, when I, when I prayed for him and looked for him.
0: Yeah. I, I think, I think it's one of those things where, you know, you, you go about uh, these opportunities you where mean, you run in, I'm you on, run in I'm contact, call, with you, and, and, okay. uh, you, you run in, you run into these opportunities and you're like, man, um, it's so good. Like, all you had to do sometimes was just say, Hey, why don't you come check this out? Or why don't yeah. you, and um, you never know, man, you never know the difference. And, and, and honestly, here's, here's what's true. And you could probably say the same thing in your life. Like a lot of the people that I think like, Hey, I talked to them about Jesus or I invite him. I'm like, yeah, they're definitely going to be there. They never do. And the that's ones true. who I never think are, that's true, are the ones who show up on a Sunday morning. And you Isn't know, that crazy. That's absolutely right. If it wasn't for Miss Anita doing this, like, we may this kid may never have come to Christ. I don't know. But all because mm-hmm. she just said, Hey, how are you? in the grocery store. Why don't you guys come check out a church? And they did. And because of it, man, you may awesome. know. You're running into That's people, awesome. people that you rub elbows with and lock eyes with. You you never know what their situation is. Every church needs a Miss Anita. Yeah, that's awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you know what? That's that's what I'm saying is there's always an opportunity for you. So don't ever think that it's not. You know, it you know Mm -hmm. in some situations it may never work. Yeah, it might not be. Don't say
1: anything. it, It might not be the success story that Peter and John had. Uh, you know, even like, and, and we don't know the full story with the blind man in John 9. Jesus heals this dude, and he has to warn him, you know, stop sinning, or something worse is going to happen to you, you mm. know. And 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 so, I don't think everyone we encounter is going to have this victory, but we we want to we want to show the love, compassion of Jesus, and the hope of Jesus mm. to as many people as possible. And this is them going about ordinary life, this wasn't yeah. like a a scheduled evangelism program, a door knocking program. This yeah. was them doing their thing, just their yeah. life. And and I think a lot of times it's when we're at the grocery store, we we meet someone, and uh, you know I've had that happen. Uh, you know I was at Taco Bell and one time, and there's a girl coming in. She's actually wearing a Duke shirt. And I said, hey, uh, you're a Duke fan? No, but oh, she was man. crying. You could see she was crying. You know, tears all down her eyes. And I said, man, what's what's going on? And I stopped right there and prayed with her in front of the whole place. Prayed with her, not like to be seen. And yeah. her mom had cancer at the hospital across the street from Taco Bell. And so I walked over there. to the hospital. Went to her mom's room. Never met her. Prayed with her, and shared the gospel with them. Hmm. You know, and and it's just being attentive. And and sometimes we're caught up in our own lives. We don't notice. I, I think sometimes I'm caught up in my phone. That's or true. other thing, you know, like in, instead of like in the grocery store aisle where I talk to people, now I'm like scrolling, hoping through, through Facebook, hoping no one talks to me, uh, you know. Yeah. Or, or something else, you know. I think that. I think, think
0: sometimes it's part of its failure to like we're afraid of failure, like we're we're afraid. Like yeah. If, I, if we invite her, that they say, "Shut up, stupid, and leave me and, and it's not know, even.
1: Like, and it's not even that we invite them. You know, it's just let's let's show them the love of Jesus. Yeah. You know, I can't heal someone, uh, but I can pray with them right there. Yeah. And and I can I can invite them to church and I, I could tell them the God, you know, like there's levels to that. And I think yeah, I think that's our example
0: right there. Well, there's yeah. one there's one that's really good. true theme throughout the New Testament, and even here in Acts, and that is still true here today in 2023, is, is good things happen when you get people to Jesus. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Good yep. things happen. Good things happen when you can. So, well, so, their, their obsession—the early church's obsession
1: with reaching people with the gospel—like it's this collective, coordinated agenda within the church. Evangelism was not their program; it was their agenda. And and I get the image in my mind like the church is meeting together on Sunday, and they're like man, we're going to go here and we're going to go, you know, to the market. Maybe we can meet some people there and there we're going to go to the temple to pray. Maybe we can meet people there, pray about the, you know, I get the sense that this is all like intentional. And yeah. so I think that's the key is intentionality.
0: Yeah. I, uh, and that, and that's the thing is, is, is you, again, man, just being, being intentional, being real with people, seeing people for who they are loving on them. You never know. I mean, sometimes pizza goes a long way and sometimes jesus comes in the form of a pizza you know like Mm -hmm. you know like you never know or or whatever the case may be you know and and that's what we see with this guy is that when he gets up and walks right and Mm -hmm. he's able to stand up what which has got to be this is life-changing man like this guy hasn't walked his whole life and now all of a sudden he's able to walk and because of it it says that not only is he you know like hey man you know, let's go play some red Rover right now. You know, he's not, did you play that by the way? Did you play red? Yeah. Rover? As a kid? Oh yeah. That yeah. was like a VBS game. Like red certified. Rover,
1: red Rover, send Micah right over.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was a certified VBS game at church, but, um, it, it always turned violent. It always turned violent. It did. And you never wanted to some, have the, you, you always wanted like the girl to run over. Like us guys would be like, Hey, we're going to talk to over. Cause huh? I thought that was spin the bottle. No, no, we're talking about Red Rover here. Oh, you know because because she couldn't bust through, but you know you'd have that big ogre in the youth group who could just. Oh, I thought
1: I thought you meant just because you wanted to be near a girl.
0: No, I I've been I've been with the same woman uh, since I was a uh, junior in high school. So that's true.
1: Well, that's good. That's good. You. That's because you're so far out of your league. You're so far out of your league. How did we get
0: here? We were talking about Red Rover, and something I don't like, know, man. Anyways. I just, um, so, but this guy, man, he's able to, he's able to walk now, which is life changing. And not only that, but it says this, this really cool thing. It says that not only was he walking and leaping, but he was praising God.
1: Yeah, right? yeah, that's and, good. And,
0: and and my version says that he went into the temple with them. You know, so so he's he's yeah. he's going in with them as they go to pray, and it's not he he's like, dude, I got to think he's got to be thinking this is way better than money. Yeah, let's go to worship service, man. Yeah. What yeah. what do you think that tells
1: us about when God answers our prayer, when something good happens in our life, shouldn't that be our response? Yeah. Like that walking and leaping and pray, you know, man, God, you it might not be that dramatic. God, you heard my prayer. I'm just going to I'm going to walk and leap and praise God, you know, I I love that. I you know, yeah. I get we're not that demonstrative. You know yeah. like Like, I I can't. I'm probably not going to walk and leap. Yeah. And, and, and like that. But, uh, I, I I love that unbridled, like, you picture a kid that can't control, like, it's just this natural overflow of thanks that, like, he's not worried about the, you know, the David, right? I'll become even more undignified.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And, and, and again, like, the effects of this are multi. There's like great things happening for when he's able to walk. Now he's praising God. And you keep reading in chapter three and yeah. you see that all the people saw him walking and heard him praising God. And when they realized uh, he was the lame beggar that they'd seen so often at the gate, it's good is it that they were absolutely astounded by this. Um They, they all, uh, they all rushed out in amazement. Right. And, and, and this was, this was an effect on them. Like, wow, this is, maybe this is the real deal. Like maybe this Jesus thing is exactly what they say it is. Yep. That's awesome. You think people came to Christ because of it? I mean, I know it doesn't necessarily.
1: Well, I don't, I don't know how you see that and are not impacted by it. Uh, Again, What's amazing to me is someone would see it not come to Christ. Yeah, like this is not some sham, slide of the eye miracle. This guy immediately is healed. Like I, I've contrasted this before with some of the modern faith healers. Like, yeah, this is this is the real deal. Like this is the real deal, and you know it. It's amazing. Yes. Yeah.
0: It's it's a great story of. It is great, you know, man. That's a. It,
1: I didn't really – you know. Like I know when, like we got on here, you know, you mentioned like we're going to Acts three, and you're like, man, you know, we got talk. You know, we'll talk about some of this stuff. I have looked ahead of time at some of it, and dude, we could we could probably spend the whole time just on these ten verses, drawing legit applications from that i i love that that's a great story that preach man maybe that yeah. needs to be on my preaching calendar
0: well you know and and that's the thing is you know is and is, is there's opportunity it's there the harvest is there man and and you know we don't do any healing uh but uh again if we can just get right, somebody but, to jesus but our answer
1: is right. not our answer is not silver and gold i ha- have i none let me heal you it's silver and gold have i none let me share the gospel
0: yeah yeah
1: Right. That's, that's our answer. And that's, and that's better than even physical healing.
0: Yeah. And the great news is, is that even though, you know, here, especially here in the Western part of the world, um, the gospel has, has been preached, has been taught, has been shared, still being preached, taught and shared. And yet those same opportunities still present themselves. They do today. And, uh, again, if I could stress that more than anything else, you know, you never know. The difference you you can make in someone's life if you would just mm-hmm. uh lead them to Christ. I mean if you you know and sometimes again sometimes leading them to Christ isn't you know preaching them a sermon. Sometimes it's in, right. in the form of something else. And so um just getting someone to Jesus, if we can just do that, you know, um good things will happen for sure. So through this, it's a great yeah. thing they're they're witnessing there's there's people witnessing this and seeing about this and they are astounded. And Peter sees this as an opportunity to just kind of be like, dude, okay, I'm going to preach now. Um yeah. And uh you know, a very similar sermon to the Acts 2 sermon. Yeah, he he he's preaching this sermon uh again, the gospel preaching about Jesus and and uh and 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 showing them that um using this man as an illustration now which, you know, he he just says, "Hey, look, you know, you you've seen this and and this this man was healed through his faith, and and uh, you know he he was crippled, but but now he's able to now he's able to walk, and and he uses this as an illustration. And he goes into this sermon and he talks about you know how uh, you know we we are sinners and we we've, we've been sinful people and we all need Jesus. Essentially, is the message, and we're not going to go into it today. But if you were to get into chapter four, this causes some problems,
1: right? Right. Like, I Jesus, can't wait to, I can't wait to chapter four. Don't, don't, don't spoil chapter four. I'm yet. not
0: going to spoil it and we're not going to go. It's into hard. It. It's so good though. Chapter four is my favorite. Yeah. For Peter and John, their message is so good in, in, in chapter three and great things are happening. And isn't that true in the church? Like there's a lot of times where things are happening really well in the church and then all of a sudden there's, always yeah, like this canker sore that, well, there's a real devil that, there's a real devil that's opposed to what we're doing. Hmm.
1: And 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 you can't take that for granted. And then the
0: the the darkness hates the light. And maybe maybe that's a sign of a good of a good thing, right? Absolutely. But I I, I guess what amazes me
1: is just the the guts of Peter, right? Like like his message is not you know, of course it's the gospel, right? It goes through Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, the promise, and and then then he's like, All right, repent. And and I wonder. If that word is not in it, like if we were to take themes from Peter's preaching in Acts 2 and 3, it is Jesus, you know, Jesus is the son of God, the death, burial and resurrection and repent. Like yeah. if there is a theme of New Testament preaching from Matthew to Acts 3, right, and, and we can go further, but yeah. into Acts 3, I I think you could argue repentance might be the one, one of the top two or three themes in preaching.
0: Yeah, and he says like right, John, that,
1: John, Jesus, that was their sermon, repent or perish. Yeah. Peter's sermon is repent, uh, and and I know like people take that as so offensive. But it's not it's not just a demand, it's an
0: offer. Why do you think that is? It confronts sin. Yeah. I mean, conf- why why do you think that people, yeah, do you, you think it why do why does repentance get such like the word itself? Why does it get such well, a bad rap?
1: Well, we take it as like this you're bad repent and 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 maybe we think of it with the tone that it's brought i I think that the tone is God's given us this opportunity to turn from sin so that he says peter says so that seasons of refreshing might come and and I you know i so I think that uh repentance is an awesome opportunity
0: yeah um yeah. I almost wonder if it's like those guys who are like standing out on the streets, like yelling and screaming that that has maybe put it in a right. You know, put a bad, bad taste on that word. But but yeah, Peter absolutely uses it. We actually see him in that part of the message. He talks about it in verse 19 of chapter three, Um, you know, and I love that, that he doesn't just tell people you know, that they're bad and leave it at that. You know, he, he goes and says, okay, now here's what you can do for it. So good. really good stuff, man. That's and good stuff, man.
1: We've, we, we've, uh, we've gone through that. I can't wait till chapter four.
0: We've circumcised uh, chapter three. Can we say that? I don't know what you mean by that. <laughs> we've oh, we've probably, you're
1: gonna, It's well, going to be
0: awesome. Chapter four is going to be good.
1: The problem is we have not gone around chapter three. We've gone straight through it. We've, 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 uh, I get we've, uh, going. I, I was going to find a better preposition to use. <laughs> like, uh, we've, we've meta uh, sized it. I don't
0: know. Well,
1: Hey, man, I appreciate you. And yeah, you and too, the, man.
0: So you too good stuff thanks so much guys for listening we appreciate uh you tuning in anchor apple podcasts uh spotify check it out we're going through the book of acts together man this is a good thing uh it's just a it's a good study to go back through and look even though we've been through it and preached through it and taught it and it's there's always something that just keeps jumping out it's a great application but but here's here's the thing man Get somebody to Jesus today. Doesn't matter where you're yep. at. Get them to Jesus and good things will happen. Hey, hope yeah. you guys have a great rest of your week. Jason, thanks so much for, uh, uh, for, for chiming in today. And also, man, praying for your area, praying for the yep. thanks, man. Everything, and uh, we'll talk to you all later. All right, see ya. This has been a Behind the Micah podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you check us out next week. And remember, we're always striving to love God, love others, and serve both.